Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hi everyone, welcome again to another episode of When the Scriptures Become Real. It's going to podcast where we learn, where we study, where we grow. Uh, where we try to become the best versions of ourselves as we can, as we continue to serve our Lord. I know before we start um, our podcast, we normally give our quick shout outs, but I'm still waiting on some analytics here. So we will get into that next week. Um, so be looking out for those shout outs again. But we just want to say thank you to everyone who continues to listen and support and download and share. Uh, we're just so thankful uh, that we can all do this uh, together. So let's get into uh, to today's podcast here. Um, we were supposed to actually do this yesterday, um, but I had a preacher's meeting yesterday, which was really great, but uh, I forgot all my materials. So I had to wait till today. So thank you guys for being patient with me. Um, but today's podcast, we're going to be talking about the topic um, it's time to put away childish things. It's time to put away childish things. Um, kind of as you grow older, um, like physically, we learn to mature. Physically, we learn to grow. Physically, we learn to take more and do more and hold more responsibility, etc. Right. Um, but spiritually, we have to learn how to do the same thing. And sometimes that can be a little tougher process. Um. But when we talk about putting away childish things, sometimes, and myself included, sometimes we all need a um, kind of like a wake-up call to help us to grow up, um, especially if we're of age, right? Um, and so if we keep holding on to these childish things, to these childish tendencies, um, that'll stagnate us from growing, and we got to do better, and myself included. So the question becomes, how can we learn to put away childish things? How can we learn to get better? How can we learn to grow mature? So I, I kind of honed in on three things here and there's there's a plethora, uh, there's so much more that we could have talked about, but specifically I wanted to hone in on these three that will help us to mature and to grow and I kind of put away these childish things. Um, and so number one, I, I wanna talk about uh, know where you are. You know, in order to put away childish things, number one, we gotta know, we gotta know where we are right now. And so one thing you and I have to do is we have to be honest with ourselves. And so if we're not honest with ourselves, then we won't be able to grow. I want you to look at this real quick. Go to um, Ephesians chapter four. And again, if you're new to the podcast this is what we love to do here. We love to open up the Bible together uh, and to help us grow and mature. So here, look in Ephesians chapter four and uh, in, in verse number 15, what Paul writes here to the Ephesian congregation is he gives them. Uh, you know, he talks about the unity of the spirit and talks about unity that the body should have. But here, num verse number 15, notice what he talks about, about the truth and what the truth will allow us to do. But speaking the truth in love and what's the result of that so that you and I may grow up in him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. And so the goal of this for me and for you is to spiritually grow up. We got to grow up. You know, I heard a, one of my instructors um, at the school of preaching, Brother Mosier, he told us one thing that you're going to see and it's going to it's going to look weird, but you have to get used to it. 
He said, you're going to see people who are going to be of age, right? Late 20s, like, you know, in their 30s and their 40s, 50s, married, family, all this stuff, right? He said, you're going to see people like this and you're going to see them physically mature, but you see them on the inside, spiritually, they're teenagers. He said, it's going to be a weird thing. So you got to get used to that. But he's, he's so right. You know, when you see so many people mature, but then spiritually, we're still teenagers. So we got to match up. So if we're, if we're mature and in a certain age group, then we should be mature that way spiritually too. And what's going to help us get there? The word, knowing truth, understanding truth. And so here's some ways here that we can kind of evaluate where we are. Uh, and this is, this is what I use for myself and what I'll continue to use for others, but this has helped me and hopefully it'll help you out. So here, here are a couple questions that you can ask yourself, um, to see where you are spiritually. Are you mature? So question number one, the question becomes, how is your, how is your attitude? I mean, I'm talking about just, you know, with life in general. Yes, we're talking about spiritually too, but we can put in life in general with that. How is your attitude on life? How is your attitude about God? How is your attitude about your future? How is your attitude about your past? You know, do you find yourself um, always complaining about what's not working? Do you always have a negative um, view of people? Do you always have a negative view of life? Do you always think, well, nothing's going to work out? Nothing has worked out, so I don't think anything will work out. Guess what type of attitude that is? <laughs> I had to, again, I went through these too. <laughs> so guess what type, of, what type of attitude that is? That's childish. That's a childish attitude. And so the question becomes, how can we fix that? So if we have this mindset, what can we do? Look at, look at uh, Philippians chapter 2. And this is such a great uh, chapter looking into the, the mind of Christ and what he did for us. But I want to hone in on uh, verse number 14 here. So watch the attitude that Christ had that we should have. Do all things how? Without murmuring and without disputings. Isn't it so easy? And I know we I catch myself in this too. Isn't it so easy just to sit there and just... We call it venting. We call it letting it out. We call it all just talking. But what it really is, it really is murmuring and it really is disputing. That's what it is. We've we've masked it and said it's something else, but we do the same thing. I mean, we murmur about our own lives. We murmur about what's not happening. We murmur about what we want to happen, but it's not happening. We murmur about what has happened and why it happened. I mean, all this stuff. And so the question becomes, how is your attitude? How is my attitude? That's one way we can find out where we are spiritually. But Christ here, he did all things without murmuring and disputing. Then number two, here's the second question. Ooh, this is big too. How is your maturity? How's your maturity? Are you grown up physically, but mentally, are you still in high school? Are you grown up physically, but mentally, are you still in high school? What do I mean by that? I was talking to uh, at the preacher's meeting the other day. We talked about leadership and we talked about how, uh, you know, we can become leaders and how we can help everyone else to develop into leaders. And so one of the one of the older men, as I was sitting there listening, he said, you know, 
he said it's okay to joke it's okay to have fun it's okay to do all this this stuff but when it comes to spiritual things we can't always make spiritual things a joke and he mentioned that there was there was someone he knew in his past or currently i don't know but he mentioned that every time in a bible class every time in a sermon every time in a, in a devotional thought he always tried to make everybody laugh he always tried to lighten the mood he always tried to and this was an older gentleman who should have been wise. Remember in Titus chapter two, what are the older women or what are the older men supposed to be? They're supposed to be sober minded, right? They're supposed to teach good things. And so if we're always just joking around all the time, not saying we can't have fun because I love to have fun, but there's a time and a place for those things, right? According to Ecclesiastes. And so here's what I'm talking about. How is your maturity? How is your maturity? Are you grown up physically? But mentally, you're still a kid. So is everything and does everything always have to be fun? Does everything always have to be a game? Do you just spend your life just constantly trying to find the next fun thing, the next fun trip, the next fun this? Is everything about playing games? Is that everything that you do? I mean, have you do you do you and I ever buckle down and focus on growing up? Ephesians chapter four, verse 15. How is your maturity? Does everything that you do, does it always have to have a, and I'm putting up quotations, is everything you do, does it always have to have a fun element to it? If so, guess what that could be a sign of? A childish attitude. We got to grow up. Ephesians 4.15, speaking the truth in love so that we may grow up in him. So we, we need to grow up. Now, you know, it's great to have fun. There's a time and a place for that. If you see me at camp, with uh, with the kids running around and doing all this stuff and throwing water balloons and doing all this crazy stuff and them chanting after me and chasing me and all that. That's fun. I love doing that. Right. But at the same time, there's a time and a place to have fun. There's a time and a place to also be serious and be an example as Titus tells, or as, as Paul told Titus in Titus chapter two. And so so we looked at in order to understand where we are now, we got to understand, number one, how's my attitude? How's my attitude about God? How's my attitude about life? Two, how was my maturity? Is everything always got to be a joke? Is everything always fun? Am I not willing to grow, right? Then number three, how is your, oh, this is good. And I, this was a tough one for me to answer. Tough. How is your spiritual work ethic? How is your spiritual work ethic? You know, work ethic is great to have physically. Right. It can get it can get you far if you have a great work ethic physically. But how many of us transfer that to our spiritual lives? And I'm talking about like really, really, really digging in and studying and really digging into ourselves and trying to change ourselves. How many of us really, really, really do that? And I can just speak for me. Do you know why I didn't want to do it at one point? And you might fall into this category, too. Because when you really dig into the word, when you really dig into what God wants you to do, you're going to have to, you're going to have to tell yourself you were wrong and then you're going to have to change. And sometimes change is not easy, but you got to do it. That's what spiritual growth is. Little changes over time that help you to become better. And so look at this, look at uh, Colossians chapter three, <coughs> excuse me, Colossians chapter three. Uh, look at verse, uh, 23. Ooh, and this is a great, uh, principle, uh, for our spiritual work ethic here. 
Colossians 3.23. And whatsoever ye do, do it heartily as unto the Lord and not unto men. So notice what Paul is saying here with, to the church at Colossae. Whatever you do, what type of mindset do you need to have? You need to do it heartily just like you're doing it for God. And so how is your spiritual work ethic? So when you study the Bible, are you really in it? Or are you just reading? When you're when you're in worship, are you worshiping in spirit and truth or are you just sitting there doing the motions? When 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 the word of God is being taught, are you taking notes? Are you listening? Are you trying to compare what's being taught to your life or are you just sitting there waiting until it's time to go to lunch? Right? These are these are little decisions that we have to get better at each day in order to get better. And so number one, in order to put away childish things, number one, we got to know where we are. And I think those three questions that help me, I think they can help you too. Then number two, excuse me. So in order to put away childish things, this one's big too. We have to learn to believe the best. We have to learn to believe the best in ourselves. We got to learn to believe the best in others. And we got to learn to believe the best in God. We have to learn how to do that. This was very, very, very hard for me. And this still is very hard. And so when we talk about learning to believe the best, all of us, if we're being real, if we're being honest, uh, a lot of us don't do this as often as we should. And we do it all the time, just in little stuff, right? So think about this. <coughs> let's say you got a uh, let's say you got a buddy of yours, and let's say it's Friday, and you text them Friday night. He said, "Hey, you know, I got work tomorrow. I got this tomorrow. So, uh, hey, so tomorrow I'll text you at some point, and then we'll figure out something to do on Sunday." Cool, sounds good. All right, good night. So Saturday comes, and you don't get a text. Oh well. How come, I didn't, how come I didn't hear from them yet? All through Saturday comes, you send them a text. Hey, how's it going? You know, you said you're going to say something yesterday, but I haven't heard from you yet. So in that situation, what do most of us do? Don't we always, if we're being honest and real, don't we always think the worst? Man, how come he didn't text me back? How come she didn't text me back? They said they would last night, but how come they didn't? I could do it. So since I could do it, they should be able to do it, right? Well, it looks like they're just not respecting my time. It looks like they're just not respecting me. Well, I guess they just don't want to, I just don't, they don't want to do this. We always think the worst. And this happens all the time, doesn't it? It happens all the time. And so the question becomes, <coughs> in order to become better, when, when things like this happen, where does your mind and where does my mind go first? I mean, first, are you always thinking the worst or do you think the best? Right. And so, you know, go, going back to Philippians chapter two, we could have did this whole thing on this chapter, but going back to Philippians chapter two and, and look at verse number three, notice what, what Jesus had here. Notice his mindset in verse number three. It says, let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in loneliness of mind, let each esteem others better than themselves. So how would you want someone to treat you, right? Let, uh, so notice it said here, let each esteem others better than themselves. And so when I consider other people, 
do I consider and here and let's let's say it this way in order to get better at this how can we learn to esteem others better so number one in order to learn how to esteem others better think about their current situation so let's go back to that example we use about the buddies that were texting and they didn't get anything back that Saturday so instead of thinking the worst why don't you think about what could have happened to that person of why they're not texting maybe they had a flat tire maybe they're busy trying to change it maybe some flat some family issues popped up maybe they had to take care of their family maybe they had to do this maybe that's why they're not taking time out of the day to text me you know what maybe they're caught up at work right now maybe something happened with their boss or maybe someone didn't show up or maybe something happened where they didn't have the time that they thought they had to text me back think about their situation rather than what you're not getting that's the problem this is why we don't think the best in one another because the moment and the second that we don't get what we think we should get from somebody then we automatically believe the worst oh i knew he was just like this well, i knew she was just like this oh he's just like he's just like the other guys she's just like the other you see we always think the worst but instead and you know you you would the thing that i've learned you legit you legitimately have to train yourself to think the best because we have done this for so long you literally have to reprogram your mind to think about these things and so is it possible that they can be ignoring you yeah it's 100 percent possible but why think on the bad rather than think about the good right remember in first corinthians 13 i believe it's verse 7 right love believes all things so why not try to put the best possible construction on something of why something happened well maybe maybe they wanted to talk but something happened maybe something popped up they wouldn't ignore me on purpose they wouldn't do this they're not this type of person i know their character they're not this try to put the best possible construction on it rather than going to the worst and so we have to literally retrain our thinking when these situations pop up and the great thing about it is we can literally practice this every day and so think about this think about um like on like on you know for sunday for worship let's say someone's there sunday morning <coughs> excuse me let's say someone's there sunday morning but they're not there sunday night what's the first thing most of us think all the time well how come they're not coming back how come they're not coming back to evening worship well i guess they just don't want to be here why not put the best possible construction on it guess what that is that is an opportunity for you to retrain your mind until they show you otherwise maybe they had a flat tire coming to worship maybe they can't drive at night maybe they got sick maybe something happened to their car maybe they got caught in traffic maybe they so try to put the best possible construction on it until you are shown otherwise so when you see a consistent skipping then they're just showing you their fruits they don't want to be here but a but a sunday night here a sunday night there think about the best possible construction on things so in order to learn how to esteem others better learn to consider their situation i'm telling y'all if we can learn to really what's the right word i guess if we can learn to grasp this concept friendships relationships uh you know brethren 
you know, family, all these problems that we have that we get mad about, they could be solved if we would just sit back and when something that we didn't like happen, sit back and think about their situation. Think about how they wouldn't hurt you. Think about them. See, what happens so many times and why things don't work is because when we don't receive what we thought we should get or when we don't receive what we think they should give us, then we, number one, then that that gets us mad, number one. But then number two, what gets us mad is putting the worst possible situation on it. Man, they're not talking. Man, they're not doing this for me. Man, I thought they wanted to. You see what happens is, and then the snowball starts rolling. But then here's the here's the here's the um, the crazy thing about this. At some point, you're gonna get caught in a situation where you're gonna think the worst in somebody, but then you'll find out maybe from like another party that they were actually trying to do something to help you. Then you'll feel this little. I've done that before, and that's that's one of the worst feelings. You know, like when you text somebody, and then they haven't texted you back in like two days. And so then you're like, well, wait a second. How come they can't text me back? I'm busy. They can, I can take time out of my day and text them back. How come they ain't texting me back? And then you find out two days later that they, that they got hurt in an accident, and they couldn't text back. Now that makes you look so small, and it makes you look dumb for not believing the best. Right? So in order to esteem others better than ourselves, what can we learn to do better? How can we learn to grow up and put away childish things? Consider somebody else's situation rather than what you're not getting out of it. Now, imagine if you had two people doing the same for each other. Man, they didn't do this for me. Let me think the best. Hey, they didn't do this for me. Let me think the best. And then when they come together, They talk that out. How awesome would that be? That's maturity, right? But we have to retrain our mind to think that way. Then number two, another way we can uh, learn to consider others better than ourselves is learn to consider their feelings. So how would you feel if every single move, every single decision, every single whatever that you made that somebody thought that you had an ulterior motive. How would that make you feel? I guess they don't trust me. Well, I guess they don't know my character. Well, they guess, I guess they don't know the type of person I'm trying to be. How would that make you feel? We really got to sit here. And here's the thing about growing up, guys. When we're kids, and even when we're teenagers, everything's about us. Everything. Everybody does everything for us, Right? Everything is always about having fun. It's all about what I can get out of something. But as you grow older, that needs to switch. It it needs to switch to how can I be of service and how can I be of help to somebody else rather than let me just do this to see what I can get up out of it. You see, learn to consider their feelings. So how would it make you feel? How would it make me feel if we constantly just assume the worst in people? Just constantly assume the worst. You see, and and again, these things, it happens over time. It happens over time. We have to learn how to retrain ourselves. Because this mindset here, in Philippians 2, 
this doesn't just happen just because you want it to happen now. You really have to work at this. You, re- I mean, to to have the mind of Christ doesn't just happen. Like you have to put in some effort, and you got to retrain your mind how to think on certain stuff. And so learn to believe the best. And think about this. Here's the last one. <clears throat> Not only do we learn how to believe the best with ourselves and with uh and with others, but learn to believe the best in God. Right now, y'all, I'm studying Job, and this is just an amazing study, just taking my time going through it. And as I'm studying this book, the one thing that Job always did, even though he had questions, even though he had certain concerns, and even though his friends were telling him why he suffered, the thing about Job that I'm that I'm finding out as I'm studying this, as bad as things got, he always believed that God had a plan. You know what I'm saying? He always believed that God, he did 1 Corinthians 13, 7 to God. If you say you love God, he believed the best in him. Even though, guess what Job could have assumed? The Lord took away this. The Lord took away that. The Lord took away this. But did did God take away those things? Who took it away? Satan took those things away. God allowed it. But Satan took those things. So guess what Job could have done? The entire time, he just could have assumed that God hated him. But God had a whole different plan for Job. So guess what Job did? Job believed the best in his father. You know, we have to do the same thing when it comes to God, guys. I know sometimes things things that you wanted to work out didn't. I know some some plans that you wanted to work didn't. I know you might be suffering right now and it hurts. I get it. I know. But do you still believe the best in God? Do you believe that? That takes a different type of mindset and it takes a different type of faith to literally to essentially disregard what you physically see and try to see past that. That's hard. That's hard. And the times that myself personally, the times that I found myself failing was I just looked too much at what wasn't happening rather than trying to look past it with faith. So guys, learn to believe the best with yourself. Learn to believe the best in others and learn to believe the best in God. And maybe some some things in your life will start changing up. So how do we learn to put away childish things? Know where you are. Understand, evaluate yourself. Look at yourself in the mirror. Two, learn to believe the best. And then number three, as we kind of conclude here, in order to put away childish things, we got to learn to love the word. Going back to our home base verse in Ephesians 4, but speaking the truth in love so that the truth may help us to grow up. You see, what will help you mature is the word of God. I think sometimes, and I kind of fell into this category before, how do I say it's kind of hard to explain the the word of God really does have the power to really turn your life around but sometimes I think it's hard for us to believe that because we can't see it right now but when you consistently love the word when you consistently open it up when you consistently try to change you'll notice Bro, like I'm not the guy I used to be. 
I'm not the girl I used to be anymore. Why? Because over the, this period of one year, two years, three years, four years, five, six, seven, eight, all the way up, I've made little changes every single day. And now I look up and I'm not the same guy anymore. I'm not the same girl anymore. Well, what helped you do that? The word of God helped you do that. <clears throat> you know, going back to that preacher's meeting, <clears throat> a preacher said, here's why preachers need to stick their head in the word. Because what the word helps you do, the word helps you mature beyond your years. And I, I sat there and thought about that. I was like, man, I want to be that dude. Like, yeah, I'm 20 something right now. What I'm, I'm kind of old, right? I'm 28. But mentally, the way I carry myself, the way I handle myself, I want to be 52 in, in attitude. And so he said he knew a preacher. <clears throat> um, I'll give him a shout out here. He knew a preacher, uh, Kevin Rutherford and Rod Rutherford. Great preacher, great family. That's Caleb's uh, father and grandfather. Right. We were on a podcast together from Transform, Caleb Rutherford. And he said he knew Kevin when he was in his 30s. Right. But he, he followed his dad. He learned from his dad. And he said Kevin was 30, but he carried himself like he was 50. And so the, the elder, uh, John, said, well, I finally figured out like how he could do that. He said it wasn't his dad. He said it wasn't his dad's dad. He said it was the word of God. He said the word helped him, even though he was young, the word helped him look like he was way older than what he really was. The word can literally help us mature. It's, it's, it's amazing. Like it really is. And so when you literally guys, when you and I just sit and listen, I can't tell y'all how grateful I was yesterday, man, <clears throat> to go up to Farmington, which is like an hour and 30 minutes from here. It was well worth the drive there and back just to sit there and listen to faithful elders. I mean, it's a, it's a table full of elders and preachers. And as the, the youngest guy there at every meeting, I'm sitting there and I'm just like, I'm just soaking that stuff in, man, just because I want to be those guys. I want to be, you know, wise like that elder to where when anyone had a question or a problem, they can come up to me or him and, and they'll get the answer. I want to be wise like those older preachers. To where problems come up or when situations come up or, you know, when they need to encourage themselves, how they did it, how they got through, how they can get better. I mean, it's just incredible. It is. And I want to be that guy that Kevin was. You know, I want to be in my I'm not 30 yet, but <laughs> I want to get there when I'm 30. I want to actually act like I'm 50. You know, I want to be older than what I really am. And I think that's the that's the amazing thing that the word can do is the word of God can literally, if we listen, <clears throat> and when we talk about listening, listening from the word of God is always active. You don't listen just to listen. You listen with the intent of doing what you just heard. And so imagine if you understood where you are now, so you know where you need to go. Then two, imagine that you start to believe the best in people, that you start to uh, see how you can serve others. Then imagine that your love for the word of God continues to grow. Imagine how mature and grounded and confident that you would be as a person and as a Christian in the word of God. That's awesome, isn't it? It's incredible to think about that. And so we have to understand, guys, we got to start putting away 
childish things. We got to start putting them away. It's very fun to have fun. It's very fun. I love to have fun. But it's also a time to teach. It's also a time to learn. It's also a time to grow up. There's a time to have fun. But there's a time to put away the fun stuff. And it's time to go to be an adult, a spiritual adult. And that's what I want to help you guys to do, to become spiritual adults. Man, this is a great study, isn't it? Just learn to put away childish things. And I hope we can all do that. And I hope that I can get better at this stuff. And I hope that you want to get better at this stuff too. So thank you guys so much. I, you know, I love studying this stuff with you. And I hope that this helps you grow. Um, we will be back uh, hopefully on Monday when I, if I have all my stuff here. Uh, we will be back Monday. Uh, with another podcast and we'll get into our uh, analytics and stuff on Monday too. So thank you guys for listening, continue to share and like, and subscribe. Uh, Thank you guys so much. I just appreciate you. Hope you guys are growing in faith um, and we'll continue to learn and study and grow together. Thanks guys.